Here I come. Yo, okay, so I had to, Rob the Rip, you blew my mind with the picture you just sent. Man. Uh, I, I saw it. But here's the thing. Nobody's going to know what we're talking about for like the first 30 seconds here, but I'll bring it, I'll bring it around town. Mm-hmm. Is So there, where there's a ramp now, there was not a ramp before. There was another door or... Mm-hmm. I think there was a ramp that went to the arched way door mm-hmm. and that was in the hallway by the studio and that's where I always pulled in and I would go in the back door. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. It's, it's so long, it's over 20 years that really trying to, it, memory is amazing. and It's weird too. This is a, this is a huge mind fuck because Putting things back together when you've just like pretty much just forgotten about it and then finding, figuring out where in your brain these particular memories are stored and seeing if you can reconjure them up. But then also mm-hmm. if you can actually conjure them up in the, in the sense of, is this really how I, how I perceived it or mm. what my brain is trying to do to fill in the blanks. So. I think that's how our how our minds work in general. Because even when you sent me that picture, I I remember how many probably hundred times I drove my chair from that studio to campus, mm-hmm. and I was looking. I was like, I don't remember. Like, is there was a out was like an alley there was wasn't there another yeah. building next yeah, to it? Because I don't next. remember. There was, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Now it's the Barnes and Nobles. Oh wow! Okay, wow, books. Yeah. Right. Either way, it was <laughs> it was really it was really trippy to see that. Um, but you make a, a interesting point about how I wonder how often we do that in general, where we try to redefine things in our, our where things were the way we thought they were, or did we just perceive them? That way, do we perceive them at that time that way, or are we now giving them meaning or definition or whatever? Because it took me, so for anyone that's, you know, like, what the hell are these two talking about? Uh, Kai, you're in Indiana right now in the city where we met, where I went to college, you went to college. We had a studio there. What's that? Back where it all started. Yeah, so... You sent me a picture of the storefront, basically, where we had, like, the first legit studio um, that I worked out of, and I was trying to jostle my memory of how it looked when we were there, because now the way there is, for everyone that's, that's listening, like, paint this picture, is there's, like, an archway door, and then there's, like, this little, like, rectangular window, and then a door. Wait. First of all, let me just backtrack again, because when you called me earlier and you're like, oh, it was your brother, or your cousin's getting a haircut? Um, it's my nephew that's getting a haircut. Uh, well, same thing. Yeah. My stepbrother's nephew. I mean, my stepbrother's son. <laughs> stepbrother's nephew. Dumbass. I got you. Well, either way, they were getting a haircut. And then when I pointed out, I was like, oh, you, you, we were trying to figure out which street the studio was on back in the day. 
and then it dawns on you. You're like, wait, oh shit. Right, the barbershop is in the building. It's exactly where the studio was. Yes. What are the odds of that again? See, here we go again with these. Yo, I mean, it's what's interesting is how I was I was drawn towards being in this in this vicinity because I, I could have got a hotel by the mall, but I felt like that was too far. It was better to be downtown. Plus, like this is literally where most of the things that I did was over here. Mm-hmm. Most of the things that we did like were, were really over here. From <clears throat> I'm looking at Seventh Street. Um, I'm right off, off of Seventh. I'm on the corner of Seventh and Wabash, and um, a lot of stuff has changed. A lot of stuff is the same. It's a small. It's a very very slow progression. There's a there's like a lot of new sort of lofty built well lofty apartments that that they've created. So it's almost like a city on the come up, but we're talking about like 20 years or 20 plus years of, of a come up and it still hasn't really come up. Right. Not like we're like in a city, like in the past two, three years, there's like four or five buildings in my neighborhood that have gone up. And it's a slow progression. Apparently there's going to be a casino and a convention center. So really? That'll that'll really get things moving, but the casino. Yeah, I mean, you know, with with, with stuff like that, then there's definitely going to be a lot more crime. <clears throat> but then then that means that there's going to be more policing. Um, then that means that obviously there'll have to be more surveillance going on and everything to truly make it a, a an actual city. Right. Um, but it, it, it's been very interesting because there's not like the first of all, Terre Haute in June is always boring as fuck because yeah, campus, right? Campus is, is, is closed. And, um, and remember this is a college town. So if ain't nothing going on at the college, ain't nothing going on. So you base it's and it's interesting. What's what I find interesting about the whole thing is how it associates to where I live now. Um, because there is a sort of similarity where there's this uh this kind of this a, abrupt flux of people, and then mm-hmm. after a certain point, silence. Yeah. So like this is pretty much the beginning of the silence, but it's pretty much silent. Uh, very, very interesting. I ran into a, a couple of um, <clears throat> old friends and stuff, but I haven't, I haven't seen that many people. But mm-hmm. I, I've ran into a couple of old friends, and then there's like the, it's pretty much open as far as like how a city would be after COVID. It's open, so no masks mm-hmm. are required. I still, I still pretty much wear my stuff in certain places, especially if I know it's going to be in close quarters. But it's yeah. so, and it's mad hot out here too. It's, it's not as humid, but it's, it's definitely sun beaming hot, which is, I mean, it's good that it's not massively humid because that was the uncomfortable part of about living in the Midwest and not having mm-hmm. water to just go and refresh to. Right. Can't go to the beach. Yeah. Uh, and you gotta like pop into the mall 
I remember going to the mall on a hot ass day. Yep. Was one of the best things because it was icy cold. Yeah, that was our cold one. I went to the mall. Oh my gosh. Did you? <laughs> Wait, Honey Creek? Horny Creek? What's even there anymore? Is there anything left? Like, uh, barely. Spence, Spencer Gibbs. Uh, Spencer's is there. Journeys. Is there. <laughs> Journeys. Uh, okay. What else? There's a GNC there where Claire's used to be. Claire's moved somewhere else. There's a DSW. I got some kicks from there, which I did not need to because I have kicks coming to my house. I do have an addiction to buying sneakers. I understand. Sneakers more than even clothes. Um, I can relate. <laughs> uh, what else? Daisy Penny's is still there. Uh, that's, I mean, there's more, but for the most part, that's about it. And there's no Macy's. Did we have Macy's there before? I thought we there used to be a Macy's there, JC Penny's or yeah, JC Sears or something. Sears is no longer there. Um, but I like that. I like that you can go there and get. You can like get a protein shake, get a uh, Panic at the Disco ripped up shirt. <laughs> And then buy a dildo, you know? <laughs> uh, yes. uh, Everything you need for the Midwest living. Wait, the important thing is, remember when they had that big bank of, of um, what are those things called? Um, the, uh, damn, what are those things called? Where you put like the, like the bubble gum, the gumball machines. Mm-hmm. Remember when they had like a giant bank of those in one of the yeah. main hallways? Yeah. Um, they probably don't even have that now. They're like, ew. I didn't see Can't that. T- don't touch oh, anything. Man, I went to the fair. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Yo, you went the Vega, the Vago County Fair. Yo, the uh, Wabash Valley or fair part. So yeah, yeah. How was that? It. A lot of the stuff is the same, but then again, this changed. There's no, there's hardly any vendors there anymore. It used to be really? mad amounts of vendors. I used to love going there just for the vendors, just for um, like me, me and my twin, we would go get um, machetes because they used to sell us machetes for like, I think it was like $6. Yeah, I remember. We, we, we That's probably carry, frowned upon now. We would carry machetes in, in like in the sleeve of our, uh, of our jackets and stuff, like literally in the sleeve of the jackets and stuff. And then- Like a bubble coat or something? The idea of somebody approaches and you just- let it just slide out. What up? I like like inertia, just like wow. Imagine you do that, it slides out and just slices. Slides it. out right into your hand. <laughs> what up? And I, I do that, yeah. Cut <laughs> your wrist on the way down. <laughs> like fuck that backfired. <laughs> Doesn't turn out the way I want it. <laughs> yeah, that did not go right. Slice a contraption for this particular part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the um, county fair though. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, the county fair. Uh, it's so. It, Terre Haute is is really really it's very interesting because like it's it's a city sometimes that that's that really seems like it just wants to try to get out of the stereotype of of Midwestern living and stuff. But then you have you still have like you still got a, a lot of Harley drivers. You got a lot of like trucks on trucks on spokes and 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 stuff like that but then you still see you see the blend of of a sort of modern city life 
coming about and stuff. Mm-hmm. See, it's funny because I, I was I was looking at some of the neighborhoods. And I'm seeing like some of the houses look beat up, but then brand new cars. And um, right, <laughs> like yo, your priorities on the upkeep of of your of your domicile. I don't I don't really understand it, but um. As much as like I dreaded actually coming back here, just because nobody really wants to come back to places that they grew up when when they feel like it wasn't for them. But then, as I'm kind of as the day the what this is this is day three no three yeah, yeah three yeah day three Tuesday or Wednesday when you went some of that day three as I'm as I'm in it it's like you start to develop sort of an appreciation for what you grew up around just because once you actually took certain things and applied them to where you are, because like, again, I, I pride myself for being able to, to be able to communicate with all different types of people. I appreciate mm-hmm. that because I don't fear people. Like I don't really fear human beings. I know when to avoid certain dangers and shit, but it's only because I've had the opportunity to be in many different places and mm-hmm. just observe and then start to get back to the idea of just reading people's body language and stuff like that. And um, it's, it's I, I enjoy just kind of communicating with people, especially when, when you can tell that they have a certain idea of you and then you use that to your advantage. So then it just changes their whole perspective. And I like doing that. I like finding the people that are sort of stubborn or pessimistic and then trying to open their eyes and be like, yeah, your stereotype of what you think is not the actual thing. And so the best, because as a matter of fact, Jacob took took me to a bar that his pops was playing at. And it was like, it was like most, most, black dudes would not go into a bar like this because they think that they would oh, setting you up for lynching or some shit like that. Yeah. That like the, the record scratch sound when you walk in. Exactly. Well, I was just, I was just like, look, you, you guys, this, this is how it has to be. This is, there's, there's, there's not a segregated area. Let me just, like the only way that cities actually progress and become better is by communicating and blending in and, and and actually mm-hmm. holding dialogue. So I just went in there, and I'm sure there was people that were like, "What the fuck is he doing here?" But I didn't really care about that and shit. I came to see somebody. Yeah, yeah. sign out front. You missed the sign out front that said "clan uh, meeting uh, Thursday <laughs> night." No, it was, it was mainly like um, mainly like um, like bikers, and I, I like I like that atmosphere because like it's it is almost like a fraternity and stuff. And then, then later on, we went to this this kind of bar that that is like a sort of like a pub slash. Um, I want to say I was going to say like slash Applebee's, but it's not really like that. It's called Chili's. Okay. And they they had an open mic. Um, so oh yeah. It was a there's a dude that was that was actually a pretty good singer, but was singing like singing mad emo stuff that. <laughs> We are still back in the nineties, still back in the nineties. And then he's, um, he's still trying to get back with that girl that got away. <laughs> and he was singing really coming here one night. The dude was singing good. And he was probably like maybe in his late twenties, maybe early thirties. Then it was another kid that got up that was rapping. And like, 
he he sounded good, but it also reminded me of like people not knowing how to use sound systems and EQ properly, especially for hip hop, where you could barely hear him, but you could hear the music and shit. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm That's like, tough. people could be feeling you more if 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 they could actually understand what you were saying. It's just it, back. I I think I think what you're what you're doing is. And every time I go back, I know I have uh, friends and people that want me to come and visit, uh, and I'll, I'll figure out when I will at some point. But um, it's interesting that going back to a place that you came from is almost like digging back into your own psychology because mm -hmm. you can see you're seeing things from, an, as we're talking about reframing, yeah. you're having all these other life experiences, you know, and from other, like, like when I moved to Philadelphia, my framing changed drastically. Mm -hmm. Then I was looking at life differently. Then I was spending time in New York. And then obviously then you were popping down and we were traveling everywhere. Your perspective just keeps shifting and shifting and shifting. It's almost like, it's like, I don't want to even say it's it's a weird thing because it's like it's narrowing and widening at the same time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, where yeah. you're like your viewpoint is opening. But what I mean by narrowing is you you kind of get to know yourself better because you see how you fit in all of these different frames. Uh, and I think also with that, you I started to question my my reality of. Perception is so weird when you when you apply more knowledge and then you because you can't you'll never look at it the same because you're not actually even looking at looking at things through the same eyes through the same lens. And so like with 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 myself and how even just even the fact that I was able to walk into the studio and not even recognize that it was the studio, but felt that that it was. And that's why I even hit you up. I was like, wait a minute, where's the studio? And then that 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 feeling, you you feel you feel part of you, but then mm -hmm. you acknowledge the 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 development of who you are now. And it's very interesting because then you you start to kind of think about, I start to think about quantum physics and quantum mechanics. And then this idea of parallel universes and how we could be, I remember seeing something on YouTube, but I never, I didn't watch it yet. And it was about, um, we might be passing through parallel universes all the time, but not even really understanding that we're doing it. Right. We could literally be hopping into the consciousness of our parallel selves over and over again. And it just seems as if it just seems like if it's the same thing, right? And then I, then it makes me think about sleep and when we sleep and how we don't really notice that much of our change until something allows us to stop and look. And the only way that we actually make the comparison is by is by looking at the past and then looking at the now. Because if we never were able to have that reflection in our memory, we would have no idea that we're changing, which is that's very, true. very wise. 
That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, we didn't have memory. How would we know? That's kind of trippy in a way. And if we didn't have a sense of self, and the sense of this this right. idea that 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 we're growing and evolving, um, and if it was funny about the even the idea of growth is you're are we really growing? Because if the if the idea is death, the idea end is death. Then is it really growth, or are you are you born to decay? So there's another way of actually looking at it. Well, I mean, that's kind of true, actually, as you are, everything or is, is. Or is this this peak fluctuation of, um, of like, does it just kind of go like a hill in the valley where it just goes up and down? Or is it just this cyclical thing? I mean, the cyclical thing makes more sense because this this evolution, and I guess it also, again, it's, it is a matter of perception, whereas you could see it as an up and down, or you could see it as a as a as a expand and contract, or you can. But it's still the same thing. You're just it's still you, cyclical. Yeah. Or so as so as a wave. If you think yeah, of a wave, right. a wave still. Uh oh, I think we figured something else about the, about the universe. Uh, hold hold on to your seat. <laughs> is isn't isn't like a wave cycle? It's still a circle. Yeah. It's a cycle. Yeah. A cycle is a circle. Yeah. It's a loop. It seems like it's just doing this, going back and forth or in and out, but it's it is a circle, because the way the wave crashes, it, it pulls around and then pulls itself back, and it comes forward and pulls and then pulls, push and pull, yeah, yeah push and yin pull, and yang, and contract, well, yang. It, it's interesting, you know, and and, and I, I wanted to bring this up is that you know work. Uh, I'm not bringing it up just because to bring it up. I, this is relevant. Uh, but in writing my, my book that I'm writing now, I've been reflecting and remembering past events and, you know, I, it took, it, 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 I wrote for several days about the, the time, um, at that studio in Indiana. And what I realized interestingly is I remembered a bulk of like, you remember this, these like bits and pieces and generalizations. Mm -hmm. But I had a hard time putting some of them in chronological order. It was weird because I was like, wait, when did, when did I go to Philadelphia the first time? Okay, wait, how many times did I go? Wait, who did I go with this time? Wait, who did I go with that time? Wait, where was, when did this happen? Like, when was I roommates with Alan again? Because I was roommates with Alan. Here's what's weird. We were roommates at Lincoln Quad and then... We had this studio. I basically lived there. But I went and lived with Alan again after that in his apartment off campus. And then I went to Illinois. That's right. Oh, by so, the way, the quads are gone. Huh? The quads are gone. I know. I, I actually commented on your oh. video about that. Uh, so Kai posted some video on his Instagram story that was video of the campus where we went to school. And he got some video I saw and I knew right away as soon as the, I saw this top of the, the top of the video and then you panned across the street to the tennis courts. I was like, no, that was my old home. It's gone. No. So, but, but here, here's the interesting thing too about perspective that, and I got to get back to the book thing. So in, in remembering, you know, these events about the book, what I decided to do was to have zoom calls 
with some people that I were obviously I'll do one with you for this. But I did one the other day, by the way, with our good buddy Craig White. He said, "What up?" What he up? asked him about. It. He's like, "Oh, Kayende." Um, so I thought it'd be cool to to go with my book to talk to people that have influenced me or you know helped me along the way to just have a conversation with them and take pieces out. Or, you know what I mean, like highlight pieces. Because I realized I couldn't totally re- uh, totally rely on my memory of everything. I thought it would be cool to hear someone else's perspective as well. Because even like you going back to Indiana, like you remember it in a different way than I do. Because I grew up out there. I grew up, grew up like in Illinois, not what, maybe 30-something miles away from the time I was born. So I have a whole different angle on that place and town as, you know, as opposed to you where you, you know, you spent a lot of your youth there, but not as much as me. And I'm not saying they're just different. You came from a city. I came from a small town and then went to a bigger town. Right. I didn't come out here until I was like 14. Right. Then spent 10 years out here. That's what I'm saying. So, so what I'm getting at is in talking with Craig and in in just like you visiting a place you haven't been in a long time, you're, I think it allows you to look at things and and say, well, maybe it, maybe it didn't happen the way I remember it, but it's fascinating to, to find what we, um, what we attach to those things does that make sense yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. like oh i always saw it this way and so and so saw it this way and it's like but maybe it was this and now that you're older too you can go well i get it now or whatever yeah. and yeah because also in, in perception and creating our own truths of, of reality what's the interesting part is the materials that we use because the the less you use the the more narrow it becomes and then as soon as you start to use more material like when you add different people to to the the concept of the experience then it the it it ends up changing and becoming more kind of open in the experience and then if people even recollect their perception in in your experience and it then it kind of grows into something that doesn't truly hold the same, well, of course it doesn't hold the same reality as the first time that you actually perceive it. I mean, it's kind of like, it's, it's like being a version of something and then finally being, um, having more experiences of it and the repetition of it so that you know it more. Um, but you still have the capability of, of actually not knowing it at all or not even remembering what you know because it isn't like riding a bike it isn't as because i mean in some ways it can be as physical but then i guess also just the acknowledgement of of certain scenery so for instance there are places that that we used to walk by all the time and then now they don't seem the same because when you place yourself in in the set on the set it it's one thing but then it's something completely different 
when the set sort of changes, like just being in the studio, but now it's a barbershop. And yeah. even, like sort of recollecting how how everything was set up. Like I remember mm-hmm. where the desk was and um, I sort of remember what was there when you first walk in. And I, I still remember where the studio was um, and the booth and everything like that. But do I really remember it? In that. Right, right, yeah. Have you ever, have you ever, my, my favorite um, comparison to that is the house I grew up in. The house I grew up in, I don't know, it couldn't have been maybe five, six hundred square feet, you know? And when I was a kid, it seemed like a pretty big house. It's like, oh, my grandmother had a room and there's a living room and then a kitchen and a dining room. We had a bathroom next to my room. I had this little tiny room. But if I went in there now, I remember going back and I never visited because the house just went to shit um, after somebody else bought it. Um, But when I go by there now, even just driving by it, it looks like a fucking closet. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, my apartment is 600-something square feet. Like, and the old one I had before I moved down here was 1,200. Right. It's like, I had an apartment twice the size of the house I grew up in. Now, when you think about that, like, it, it really is. Think about, like, if you go back to your old school you haven't been in forever or any of those things. You go in there, you go, why? It's, by the way, to me, it always looks smaller. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Because you go in there, you're like, this building was that small? Like, I just remember like this being so, because by the way, if you'll remember, let me educate you on our, our old office, because I'm sure it's not like this now. With the old studio, when you walked in, there was like a countertop. Yeah. It was like a, a business front, like a mm-hmm. storefront. My desk was right behind that. There was a desk along the, the right side wall. That yep. was Monique's. Yep. And then there was a, the, uh, the other desk in the back. Yeah. And then you went all the way to the back, turned to the left. That was the hallway to the studio. And the bathroom on the right, studio on the left. That's cut off. And the little, like, break room type thing on the right. Yeah. Where we had, like, the microwave and the... And I think we actually got some... We purchased some more space back there. We were going to expand before everything shut down. Um, Anyway, see, I remember that. And I bet that studio room... Did they knock out a wall in there? Now I'm curious. They actually added a wall. Like they now it's it's more compact. I'll really? send, send you a picture. Please do. I'm intrigued now because when you walked in there, like it was a decent sized space, but I just remember there was that wall right there, and you turn you go to the back of the room. But that's what I liked about that. That was actually a good way to keep people out of the studio all the time. Because yeah. that door was up front that went to the studio room. Everybody walked in the front door would go straight to the studio. Mm. It kind of did. It was a good traffic flow, you know. I just remember we had that, that hallway where that arch doorway was, and I kept my new chair parked out there in the hallway. I never drove the new chair. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> For like six months. I was driving the old one. People were like, are you ever going to drive the new one? I was like, I drive it when I go out. It's just something about the idea of having two chairs was dope. Um, anyway, so 
but it's, it's an interesting observation on perspective and what um it's kind of what i learned too from talking to craig was you know this these things that i'm writing in my in my new book talking to craig about it the stories weren't obviously a, a world of different you know a world different but his angle on it was like oh yeah like I remember that now. He'd be like, oh, this, remember this, and remember that. And like, oh, yeah, I do. You know, he'd bring up things I didn't even think about. Um, I'm going to see if I can click this while I'm talking to you. So, wait, how do I do this? Wait. Sorry, I got to get close to the camera, y'all. Just to be close. Close to you, gal. <laughs> what the heck? Wait, have, that's... I might have a surprise guest um, that comes in um, before we finish. <laughs> oh, kinky. Um, okay, wait. So, where's the door? I'm so confused. So that's that basically what I sent you was like. I'll I'm, I'll post a video, but what I sent you is like where um, it's like. The door would be to the left of me. Like they okay. really it up. Okay, I see now. Oh damn. So it's not as deep as it used to be. Yeah. As they said. Sorry. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> excuse me. Excuse me here. Kindly. Yes. All right. Uh, okay. Man, like they need more healthy places. It's oh god, so much fast food around here. It's uncomfortable. It's like, really um, hey man, you got fazolis. What do you need? That's that's tomato paste. Yeah, I know. It's that's what's in. Well. It's, I don't even know what they still have. Like a Ryan's Steakhouse has probably gone too. Shoney's is gone. Shoney's is now like a, a Chinese buffet. Uh, wow. There is a, a sushi spot, uh, Umi Grill, which wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Me and Chris. Okay. Um, there's a, a few few new hotels. My my aunt almost made the worst mistake ever and she uh she booked the travel lodge no 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 no. you gotta give her money Yo, give her money not to do that i put her up like i will pay for your hotel i was like you are not and that so we she she figured that she'd go cancel it like we drove me and justin drove them by there just so she could see like yo that's that's freaking that's that's meth city that's Meth Motel. Um, and like, it's so messed up because when you look at it, you could tell that it's, it would be a place that just drug addicts would go. But then you look, yeah. you also look at it and then you see the stereotype of, of who runs it. And they were Indian. And I'm like, man, like this is, this is where building a, a better city brings better diversity because it's so, there's so many, so many weird, weird, like to the T stereotypes still around that you're like, yes, yes. 
this this has got to be make believe. This is this has got to be like like a sitcom or not even a sitcom, but like a a TV drama and stuff. Like, but this is this is where these particular shows are made from, like Middle America, like this. Mm-hmm. Like this. But I mean, when I, I, yeah, I, it's messed up because it, in a way, a lot of people that even still live here are like. I just need to get the fuck out of here. And I get it. I get it. So let me, let me ask you this, just because I'm curious and I want to just, I want to shake my head and my fist to the sky. What did you pay? Because you're staying downtown. Mm-hmm. What did you pay for a hotel, if you don't mind telling our uh, uh, listeners? This is like, uh, like close to 150 a night. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's on a week, uh, and like, yeah. To me, it's it's that's the thing. That also, like, cheap. also like paying for stuff here. I feel like I could ball out just because. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like some of these, uh, I Chris was telling me that some of these apartments are like yes, thirty five hundred, and I'm like, what? Well, what? Thinking if it's thirty five hundred here, then depending on the size of the apartment first of all it's going to be a dope ass apartment 3500 you paying 3500 in Terre Haute, indiana you got to be a penthouse pretty much like i'm looking across at at this spot over here that actually has um it's got like a rooftop kind of railing gardeny thing mm-hmm. so you got the penthouse sort of feel and mm-hmm. then Tall ass because this it used to be like one of those I forgot what what building it was that was over there but they turned it into apartments for some doctors and stuff so you know it's like ah. apartments and we're talking about like big ass windows tall ceilings we're talking about like it's like a lofty kind yeah, of we're talking about like like twenty foot ceilings and shit anything wow. mad lofty and shit so now, as you like then when they follow like rich people asking what they do. You find the penthouse owner of that building, you're like in Terre Indiana. Like, what do you do? Like, uh, like you own the or you uh, work at the mall or something? Like, work at Honey Creek. I own the damn thing. <laughs> like, yeah, still holding on. Oh god. I run. I run those golf. Uh, those what were those like big golf ball looking tennis courts over by the mall? Oh, the bubbles. Those like the the bubbles. Yeah. I always wanted to go in there. Like, how did they do that? That's still open. Tennis is always good. Well, we people are getting their exercise. Yeah. When you went to the county fair, is that over by like the drag race tracks or where the hell is that? That's right on. Um, remember is where it on the river? Yeah, it's by the river. Remember where we used to like we did a performance over there on the on the stage. Yes. Right, right next. To yeah. It. Directly next to it. Okay. Did they okay? Wait. So you went to the county fair. Did they have like the games that you could play, like the regular? Yeah. Like how are people? Pretty much everything is set up the same. All the rides are, are, for the most part, the majority are the same rides. Still have the fair as well. Still have the the mayor of uh, house thing. Fun house, yeah. Um, Gravitron. I think I don't. I don't remember if the Gravitron was there, oh. but it, for, the world. everything was 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 the same. 
Um, but like I said, no vendors. And plus, with the the time of day that we went, it was like it was like early. You know, that's like tonight. We'll probably there'll be a lot be of people. popping. We'll probably be popping. If you want, I'm telling you, man. If you if you're looking for you know some single ladies, yeah. pop up at that county fair tonight. You know, to that New York accent. Um, um, I'm taken. So <laughs> I know, I know. I'm living vicariously. I'm sorry. It's okay. um, there's there's absolutely there's nothing out here. There's nothing out here. From what I've a nice young lady who'd like to take you to her trailer. Wow. Did um. So much slack for this one. <laughs> What's that? I get so much slack for this episode. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's plenty of people that have nice trailers. Look, so the thing is with the travel lodge, that's the kind of hotel for everybody out there. Beware of going to a hotel where your door is outside. There is only one other place that you can stay in a hotel to me, or that would be kind of expected out of an outside door, which is Miami. When you're in a tropical place like that, yeah. you might you might be able to open your door to your room and be outdoors, technically. Because Miami, you ever notice that when you stay in Miami, when you go in a hallway, the, basically the building's just open yeah. to the air. Yeah. It's very ventilated. Miami is very ventilated. It needs to be. You don't go many places where you're like, oh, it's closed in, an air conditioner. Nope, Miami's like, nope, open all the windows, all the doors. Let that let that air flow through here. We trying to air this bitch out. I, I like this though. This is a good. I'm a bit jealous. I kind of wish. I, well, there's part of me that wishes I was there with you. Part of me that's totally fine where I'm at. I think when you when you when you come back to places like this, especially during this time of year when there's nothing really going on, the best thing that you have are the people that you that are that you know that that are, you're still friends with because then that makes the place because right have, yeah you're not there for an event the absence of those people you, you're like why the fuck am i here that yeah yeah no i get i totally get that um yeah, when like, i like my family members and granted this is this is this is the <laughs> this is pwt but I, I i love them to death it's just so funny just hearing and uh and seeing like the the family relationships and and such instability of of these particular family members is so so i i've i've had some huge epiphany on like on on my father and 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 my stepmother and and how like there's a lot of growing up that still needs to happen with the with the city itself as well as the people in it so well, I think what a lot of that has to do with is when you, when you are in a place uh, with not that many people, it's it's um it's like small towns to me are social media before social media. It's you're close enough to everyone to know most people and to be up in their shit. Yeah. You know where it's like I remember when I was a kid, like if I drove my wheelchair to to the town square some crotchety ass old lady in town would call my grandmother. I saw Bradley down on Vance Street. And his wheel. And I was like, bitch, shut up and go back to your stories. You know what I mean? Like, you have nothing to do. You have nothing to do. Have something to do. 
That's what's. I think that's why people like the city. There's such an anonymity that it gives you freedom to be who you are. Um, and I, I think it, uh, it, it, I think also the more isolated you are, the more, I don't want to say introverted, but you're, you tend to become concerned with trivial matters. Yeah. And, and when you can move out of that and be a little more, um, goal oriented outside of yourself and manifest things instead of whatever the opposite of manifest uh, will manifest. I'm kidding. What would be the opposite of manifest? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Destruction, basically, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, it's like if you're, but I, but I, I feel that way, and I think that kind of behavior is destructive. It's like when people say, you know, be wary of uh, uh, spending time with people that talk about people. Yeah. It's like you can tell you can tell a lot about people when you by the way, and I, I do it. We're all guilty of it. I'm not saying I'm not, but it's really listen to people and what they talk about. It'll tell you a lot about their um yeah, where their head is at. With that, it there's a there's a kind of a deflection going on because you're trying to take all responsibility away from you and talk about other people. Because those who and you're right, we all do it because those who do it more more often, in a way, mm-hmm. you're, you're sort of saying that my life is not that important that I, I got to talk about somebody else with the with the as if my life is so important, because if your life is really that important, it'd be, you'd be too, too goal oriented and focused that you wouldn't have time to talk about somebody else's shit. And yeah, people, we talk, we gossip about other people just to, in a way it's kind of, I guess we see it as a therapy, even though it could also be something that is really, really bad for us. Um, Just depends on what context, because if all you do is complain about what other people are doing, then you're sitting there having that, you have, you're actually creating a time to complain about what other people are doing, which means yes. that you're very hypocritical because you're doing the same shit. You're talking about what somebody else is doing, but you're not doing anything talking about what somebody else is doing. Whereas you yes. can find something too to take your mind off of what somebody else is doing. Or and, not. The, and the talking about it is ironically because we are talking about it, but the talking about it is not you know, if it, it, it's a lot of things don't even need to be addressed yeah. it, it, for the for the most part, we we think they are. But when we talk about these things, we're we're perpetuating the energy for one, um, because we keep bringing it up. Yeah, it's like bringing up, you know, why you gotta keep bringing up old shit. It's like that. Um, because all it does is bring that up. It's like, like, if people go, yeah, remember, remember when so and so is like something bad and you're like why why are you what's the point of bringing this up right. you know what i mean um it's really strange yeah where's the uh, rest so at, what's good about what we just brought up is because this the reason why we even bring up things like that because in the beginning that's what we were doing we we're just talking about all the crazy shit that goes on in in this place but it's it's a re 
the way that that we're bringing it up is to resolve what goes on in our heads instead of just complaining just to complain yes you just want to hear yourself talk and just because you feel like you're boosting yourself up by bringing somebody else down what we're Mm -hmm. doing is understanding and identifying (laughs) um our own fuck ups because we were shit we were a part of this and there's, there's definitely a lot of shit that I did while I was here that looking back on it, I mean, yes, it had to be done because now I can look back and see where where I am and understand the steps that it took in order for me to to unlock that chain or unbond yeah. that chain. And I do feel grateful for it because I have to be able to, just like I said earlier about the picture, I have to see how I've grown by going back and looking at where I was. Yes, that's, yeah. It's weird that that's how this whole conversation came around because that's exactly the conclusion that I was drawing even though I didn't really realize it. And it's like when, when you go, like when people go back to visit a place, say where they grew up and if it's all negative, like I can go back and enjoy myself, I typically do. You know, and it's, and yeah, there's things I, I don't really care for about that environment now, but, but once again, I, you, you, you rarely, what's well, it's, it's almost like you have to separate yourself. Here's the gap. The gap we always talk about, there's a gap here. So even when there's a stimulus to a response, there's a gap. So this to me is just another gap. Now it's just time. So 20 years ago, you lived in this place. You probably did some things, made some decisions, uh, said some things, whatever, that were maybe a little more uh, subconscious than you would do now. But when you look back at it, you go, I can see why I did that. I wasn't quite self-aware enough yet. I was amongst, you know, or or in this environment that didn't really... uh, support where I am now the the whatever you want to call it awakening or whatever but subsequent things and you keep reframing and reframing and reframing until you know <clears throat> I just thought of a funny podcast title as uh look back at it <clears throat> which is you know <clears throat> sorry this just made me laugh okay because uh that's kind of what it is exactly um <laughs> exactly yeah but that but that's what it is it's like you're looking back at your old self plowing yourself you know seeing if you're enjoying yourself well you <clears throat> you're like oh this is good <laughs> whose memory is this whose memory is this it's yours daddy yours dad yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> Whose this self-reflection is this? Whose consciousness is this? Exactly. I don't know. What's <laughs> was funny, uh, even about what Who's, you said, it made, me, mm-hmm. it made me recall, because I, there's a lot of my friends that, like, Jacob and Chris, they, like, they, they have, <sighs> they do mm-hmm. so much different now. And now that they have kids and stuff, they're, the way that they used to be is totally not, it's so funny because I'm the one without a kid. I'm the one still sort of being kiddish to an extent, but mm-hmm. at least still being more of a responsible kid. Like I know when to cut myself off 
from drinking. I know when when not to go too far. Um, it's sometimes it's good to be around people that don't drink because then you you don't want to one you don't want to be a basis of influence for someone who's been sober for a very very long time. And then the other thing is like you don't you you want to see yourself in a light that that shows that you can do things in moderation and not go overboard like we used to when we were younger. And it was good to like chill with Jacob while and we went out and he doesn't go out anymore. So for him to be out and we were talking about this like there's a certain stimulation that you unless you're in the environment like literally in the environment meaning being a part of it all you're doing is observing but you're observing chaos and it's very i i understand how overly hyper stimulated you'll be especially when you used to be in the chaos not only are you observing the chaos but also the chaos that you used to put yourself in which then you're thinking about damn I didn't even see all this because I was in it. But now that I'm in it and I'm looking at it, shit, this is fucked up. And then you, I, I could see how, how very anxious it could make someone who doesn't do this shit anymore. So I totally understand people that don't like, who don't drink and don't like going out because yeah. it, is, it is an environment for the characters that you're supposed to be when you're in that environment. Now, right. And like, like you said, when you're, when you're in it, you don't, you don't see it. Yeah. And that goes for a lot. That's why sometimes you do have to step out of it in order to look at it. It goes right back to what we were talking about, about looking back at it. Um, it's, it's so interesting just being able to like put all that together and, and really reflect on it because you, you have a better appreciation for it. When I, before I came here, there was a lot of things that were going through my head as to, uh, I'm thinking as Indiana is June. If if I if I I think if I was here in like in like October or something like that, I probably would have had a better appreciation for the environment just because I I like to be around a lot of people. But there's not mm-hmm. that here, and I've already come from not being around a lot of people. One with COVID, and then also with vineyards off season. So right. um, so it's just interesting how now I'm in I'm in the in Terre Haute off season. And but the I think that what I'm learning now is is like you can't wait for to when when we were here, we were very creative. Now I'm like, oh, I ain't shit to do. And I should never ever say that because I always can think of shit to do. It's just that time apply. And there is always shit to do. Even on this downtime, I'm even glad that we're even having this podcast this early. Because yeah, me too. Um, if, if you can make shit happen, it doesn't have to be a boring place. If it's boring, if it's a boring place, you haven't applied your energy to the set. So that's on you. Don't blame the fucking, don't blame this shit. That's on you. Um, right. We only yeah. got a couple uh, more minutes. Yeah. We only have a few more minutes. We got to wrap it up. But yeah, so we'll see what in the next few days. Well, now there's going to be mad shit to do. And dress, we got a rehearsal at seven. The wedding is tomorrow at um, at five, so there's a lot of in between time. But I I, I myself have mad shit to do now. Gotcha. So, so the downtime was actually good. <laughs> when are you uh, going back to the vineyard? Uh, Monday, flying out at eight. Be back up, back on the island by two o'clock. Damn, quick. Yeah. Okay. Um. By the way, uh, mm-hmm. creepy thing is when you flew down, when you said I'm in Atlanta. 
I have this app that can uh, find flights. Oh, yeah. Right. I actually think I found the flight you were on as a Delta flight. Yeah. Um, I remember that. It was weird because I'm a, I'm a sleuth this way. But I found it and tracked it on my phone. I don't know why I'm weird like that. It's like, um, I was about, I was going to, I like to creepily text people when they land and be like, oh, glad you landed. They're like, oh, uh, how did you know? Oh, well. Because I was the tracking the flight on my computer. And fall off screen. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, all right, but that was uh that was good. So like we said, yo, you know, do some reflection um in a good way, separate yourself, you know, and exactly. look back at it, yeah. Yeah. Stay, Stay young. young. <laughs>